the 11th of November, at the 11th hour of the 11th day. It was celebrating that a year prior to that, at that very moment, armistice had happened. It, it would then become known as Remembrance Sunday. It's a day in which uh, the English-speaking world and then the world throughout would, would remember the war to end all wars. Except for it wasn't. So today is Remembrance Sunday. The psalm that we just read, if you read the Psalter, it just tells us, uh, gives the title in Latin. But if you read, if you pick up your Bibles and just take a look at it, the superscript of Psalm 70 says this, a psalm of David for remembrance, for remembrance. And remembrance was this sacrifice that was told that we had to do in Leviticus uh, and in the book of Leviticus, you were supposed to offer this burnt offering to the Lord to remember all the good that God had done in our lives. This Psalm 70, believe it or not, um, opens with those words, O Lord, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. And any of you that are slightly familiar with morning prayer or evening prayer would know that those are the opening lines of evening and morning prayer. And you don't even have to go to you know, post-1549 where we would have said this in English. If you would have been a monk... From somewhere in the 300s all the way to 1549, you would have said those same words in Latin, in the morning and in the evening. And there's, this, there's an urgency to it. Not just help us, save us, but make speed to save us. Make haste to help us. And why? Because we need to be reminded two things. And the two things that psalm, this psalm tells us is, one, we need rescue, and two, we need a rescuer. We need a rescue. And, and why do we need to be reminded of that? You know why? Because if you go to Psalm 40, the last five verses of Psalm 40, they're identical to Psalm 70. So in fact, the psalmist pretty much did copy and paste before copy and paste happened. And he took all of the end of Psalm 40 and put that in there. Now, you may be more familiar with Psalm 40 um, if you've ever been to a U2 concert. They always end with the song 40, which is not just the four. A, a weird title that, that Bono, the great theologian, came up with. But the whole point is that it's called 40 because it's Psalm 40. You lifted my feet out of the miry clay. I will sing, sing a new song. And the whole reason why the psalmist says it in Psalm 40 and then in Psalm 70 is because we are too prone to forget. We need to be reminded that we need rescue. And think about that. Even our Lord at this beautiful table with his friends that night says... Do this for the remembrance of me. Because we're forgetful people. We need rescue. And all we have to do is turn on the news and you, you can look out there and see that we need rescue. And obviously that, that's, that, that's, that's what this psalm tells us. We don't know what the origin of the psalm is. We don't know if there actually is an enemy outside of the people of God in Israel when this is written. We don't know if it's people inside the community, but we know that there's an urgency. They need rescue. But the second thing that we find, and I told you this is going to be quick because it's Remembrance Sunday and we, gotta, we, we, we want to honor those that have served. We need a rescuer. So the, if you do morning prayer, you hear those words, oh God, make speed to save us and oh God, make haste to help us. But there's another line from uh, morning and evening prayer that was said in 1938. O oh Lord, give us peace in our time. And that is a very famous phrase, not just from the prayer book, 
But you will remember that phrase because that was the phrase that Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain delivered after he came back to the people of England and Great Britain and said, we have stopped war. I have rescued you from fate worse than war. We have achieved peace in our time. And after the Treaty of Munich, he gave up the Sudetenland and the Czech Republic was split into various parts and given over to the Nazis. And he, in his mind, thought he'd achieved peace in his time. He'd achieved this rescue that we all so desperately needed. But you see, the thing is, it's easy to divide the world between the, good, the goodies and the baddies, the good people and the bad people, good and evil. But in the words of Alexander Solzhenitsyn, who was imprisoned in a Soviet gulag, he says, the line dividing good and evil doesn't divide one nation state from another. The line dividing good and evil crosses down the very heart of every human being. And who would destroy a piece of their own heart? You see, you and I need not just rescue, but we need a rescuer. Because if, if we're trying to, to rescue ourselves, and here's where the psalmist takes us there. He says, O Lord, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. But if the, the idea is that we just need a little pick-me-up, we just need a little bit of help from him and not rescue, we're going to be striving and working and doing as much as we can to get our own peace and our own rescue. And history tells us that doesn't work out that well for us. But the psalmist says, I am poor and I am needy. I cannot rescue myself. That's what Psalm 70 is telling us. We need salvation from someone else, from somewhere else. Something has to break into our powerless situation to rescue us. We need a rescuer. Let me just tell you a little bit about a story of a friend of mine. He's a sergeant major in the SAS, the British Special Air Service. So the SAS, if you're familiar with it, that's, they're kind of like the equivalent of our Delta Force operators. Sergeant Major Mark Davies um, tells, told me this story about how once he was doing a hostage rec- uh, rescue mission in Sierra Leone. And as they had, had reached these British nationals and had brought them out of the compound uh, after an intense firefight, they got onto the Chinook and were ready to lift off. And as the, the helicopter, the CH-53, was lifting off, um, his buddy was shot in the back. And as the helicopter took off, one rotor uh, lifts off before the other rotor, and it, the, the Chinook was tilting down. And the hostages were down towards where the cockpit was, and his buddy, the other trooper, was there at his feet. The blood from his trooper started going down the foot of the the, the floor of the Chinook, and it reached the feet of the hostages. At that point, the hostages realized how much their freedom cost them. It cost them someone else's blood. And that's why our Lord at this table says, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus is the rescuer that you and I need, the only one that can beat our swords into plowshares, the only one that can turn our spears into pruning hooks to make that messianic dream of the prophet Isaiah and the prophet Micah take place. We need to be rescued not from the evil out there, but from the evil in our own heart that causes us to not love God 
as we should and not love our neighbors as we should. As General Douglas MacArthur said in 1963 at his address at West Point, he said, you must not think that the soldier is the one who wishes for war, for it is he who has to suffer in his very flesh the scars and wounds. And if you think about that, our Lord, who is omnipotent, at his resurrection could have gotten rid of his scars, but he chose to keep those scars. And he has those scars to prove his love. And our name is written and engraven on his hands. So his love ran red on that day on Calvary. Let me end with the collect for peace. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal God, in whose perfect kingdom no sword is drawn but the sword of righteousness, no strength known but the strength of love, so mightily spread abroad your spirit that all peoples may be gathered under the banner of the Prince of Peace as children of one Father to whom be dominion and glory now and forever.